Welcome to The Ripening, a spiritual director's thoughts on being and becoming. In this space, you'll hear short reflections from me, a spiritual director, one-on-one interviews with other spiritual directors, and some thematic panel conversations looking at some of the biggest questions in life and how spiritual direction holds space there. I'm your host, Karen Hibner. I'm a spiritual director, experimental photographer, and sound engineer in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for joining me. It's been a while since you've only heard from me, Karen, so I wanted to share a little something special. I came across a file a little while ago, like last week or so, and I can't stop thinking about it. I started writing it last January. It actually says that it was edited last January 4th, 2019, and I never shared it with you. And it's something that I was really excited about at the time, and I'm still really excited about it. I was starting to dream up what I learned as a spiritual director in 2018. The point behind making this list was that I'm in really deep space with people. I get to share some of the deepest portions of people's lives. And they teach me so much through that space. As spiritual directors, we often talk about how the space is just as much for us as it is for someone else. But I did want to self-disclose a little bit and tell you the things that impacted me in 2018 from the space that I was sharing with others. And so, as always, I wanted to get my list to 10 so it could be look good on a Pinterest pin, the 10 things that I learned in 2018 as a spiritual director but I only got to nine. And so I think nine is good, and I think nine is important, and I think nine is special. And it didn't make it to a pin. It didn't make it to a social media post. It kind of just routed away in my drive folder. But hopefully, what I have to say now in 2020, it has become richer, more full, and more true. So number one, we're harder on ourselves than we're asked. I find a lot in this space that people are not kind to themselves. You hear so much about self-care and caring for self these days. I think something that could be really big is just being kind to ourselves, being gracious to ourselves. That's something I'm seeing a lot in this season as I see a lot of women becoming mothers and, and that sort of thing just in this life phase. It's so easy to be hard on ourselves, to have these expectations, to have these um made up thoughts of where we should be and who we should be and who we should be talking to, um, what we should be saying and should, should, should. I see in the space often that people have come with really high expectations of themselves that they've made up or that they've heard from the world or heard from other relationships. And they, without realizing, have put it on themselves and are holding, it, holding themselves to it to a T. And so even without being conscious of it, they feel like they've been disappointing to themselves and probably mostly to others because they feel that expectation has come from outside. In the spiritual direction space specifically, I think I see that people interpret some very harsh expectations from God And we get into the space and they realize that those expectations aren't from God, that they come from somewhere else in their lives, either within themselves, within relationships that they've internalized over time. 
from voices that have, have become loud in their lives, from our culture, from society. And in the space, they realize that that voice does not come from God. And they feel free. There's an opportunity to break down those voices in the spiritual direction space. My desire is that we would be kind to ourselves as we are to others. Number two of the things in 2018 I learned as a spiritual director. We miss what we have to offer the world. We become focused on what we should be or what we should offer or what we should. We internalize all of these voices from either the church or society or culture of who we should be and how we should act and exactly what we have to offer the world. And so often it doesn't line up with exactly who we are. If we could just dive in to who we really are and what we really have to offer without all of these voices... I see a lot of people that have listened to a lot of other voices in the world besides their own that have tried to do the heavy work of diving into who they are, how they show up in the world, and why they're here. But so many of the louder voices or church or community or culture or society kind of deadens the true voice of of who they are and, and how they are to act and who they are to be and how they are to show up in the world, the gifting that they have to share. So then I see a lot of people who don't know what they have to contribute or why they're here. They try to fit themselves into boxes that aren't made for them. They end up diminishing God-given talents and contributions by trying to pay more attention to a gifting or a contribution that culture, society, and community honors more than what maybe they actually have. Number three, we are all hurt. I shared a session with a directee where they spoke of their lake of hurt. It was so stunning and so surprising and so beautiful in the depth and the honesty and the willingness that they had this lake of hurt that they had been pouring into over the years. And through this wonderful turn of transformation and events and openness and kindness and graciousness and peace from God, they were able to come to the realization that Christ consumes that lake of hurt. And I think what I learned from that situation is that what I know, but what I see in this space, is that our hurt is not too much. The hurt that we've piled up for years that we've thrown into our own lake, can be consumed. It is not ignored. It is not barricaded. It is not, it is there, but that it can be consumed, that it is accessible. Number four, transformation is nigh. (laughs) You know, the signs, the end is nigh. I think transformation is nigh. The notes I've written here are, why not be utterly transformed into fire? Which is from a book, Transformed into Fire, which is amazing and you should read it. We hope so small for our own process and journeys. It seems we are always shocked by what God is willing to do 
and heal in us. And I think what I see is that we are never too far gone. Once my directees open up, once they are able to go there and let go of their own expectations of it, their own holds, and and it sounds crazy, but attachment um, and uh, admiration of and um, comfort from these hurts and these painful places and these um, hurt places, um, that transformation is always near, always near. This is one of my favorites, and I talk about it a lot. So it's not necessarily something that I learned in 2018 as a spiritual director, but it's something that I saw um, very, very strikingly in 2018. Um, But this is one of my favorite topics, and I can talk to you about it for hours if you'd like. But number five, our functional beliefs are how we show up in the world. What we believe about ourselves and about God directly impacts our social responsibility and presence. So functional beliefs versus like your theology or your actual beliefs. It's the things, there's doctrine and dogma, and then there's your functional beliefs. So it's the things that you are actually acting out of. So say if, if, if I... If I know, if I know in my beliefs that God is near, that God is loving, that God is trusting, but that I am afraid to pray to God because I'm afraid of what might happen, that's a functional belief. So I can say those first things and say that that's what I truly believe, but my functional beliefs are that God is either domineering or hurtful or something like that. So those are functional beliefs. So I think I was just impacted in 2018 that our functional beliefs actually are, oh my goodness, entirely how we show up in the world. That our theology, our, our, our Christology, like all of it affects how we look at the world, how we treat others, how we serve others, what we think about serving others, probably how we vote, probably how we engage political conversation, whether or not we say we are or not political, All of those things are impacted by our functional beliefs. And man, oh man, in 2018, more than ever, I think I saw directees wrestling with that. Wrestling with how to show up in the world from a person of conviction, from a person of um, belief, and to enter into conversations graciously and lovingly, but to nonetheless enter those conversations and those spaces and to have that conversation in the deep space so that they like spiritual direction so that they show up in those actual real life one-on-one or group conversations better number six christ is always kinder more loving and more gentle than we think this is another one that i laugh at reading because i'm like of course oh my gosh of course that's true But oh my goodness, in the direction space, I see it time and time again where people come with what they think is this heaviest thing or this darkest thing or this thing that hasn't been healed for years and years and may never find resolution. And oh my goodness, the times that they leave feeling a little lighter, a little freer, like that space, like that they are invited into that space generously and graciously and that it isn't like 
the end of the world apocalyptic thing, but that it is part of the process and the journey and that there's grace and peace and love there and that there's gentleness and kindness there. Oh man, I, it's just so funny. I think that we never learn that God and, and, and Christ and the spirit are always kinder, more loving and more gentle than we ever expect. Number seven, we are all constantly discerning. And we are usually our biggest roadblock to this. We get in our own ways. We try to use our brains instead of our spirits and our guts. We think decisions are for the head. And when we move them down into our center, they become so much more clear because this is where we can hear God's voice and where we can hear the voice of ourselves. And I think the biggest thing I, I see in this space is also individuals learning to trust themselves and trust their own intuition and discernment. Number eight, we are unabashedly and unashamedly loved beyond measure. It's another one. We know it. I know it. I know it to be true. But it is one of the most impactful things that I saw in 2018 as a spiritual director. It's shocking every time. The love never runs out. It never ceases. It's not gone this time. We're not shunned this time. Those patterns that we've seen from humans, they just don't, they just aren't true about the divine. It is kind and it is generous and it never runs out. It is always there. And my last one and probably one of my favorites because this is if if you followed me for a little while this is one of my favorite topics but number nine inner hospitality is a lifelong life lesson for us all and there's a there's an air of inner hospitality around all nine of these I think but that we can constantly be in process and this is the invitation and the opportunity that we are constantly in process of becoming more and more hospitable in our interior towards ourselves. I'm in it as a spiritual director. All of my directees are in it as directees. I think everyone is continuously, it's part of that self-care dialogue that's so rampant in our culture now. It's all how, oh my goodness, I can't tell you how many times I have conversations a week with people about negative thoughts. It's all wrapped up into this thing, this what John O'Donohue called inner hospitality and man if that is your lifelong work kudos to you because your inner hospitality also shows how you how you gain how you share outer hospitality if you are not kind to yourself how kind can you truly be to others i'm so glad i finally got to share those with you because that was man making that list was so beautiful to get to look back over 2018 and think about what's really showing up in the direction space that year and what's really happening. And I can't wait to sit down and see what happened in 2019 and make my list of 10, 10 things, of course, that will turn out to be a different number of things. But my list of things that I've learned as a spiritual director or that I've seen as a spiritual director that were really impactful. I hope something here impacted you. If something I said made you more interested in the spiritual direction space, you can get a hold of me at Karen, C-A-R-I-N, at F-O-D-R, online.com. 
and we can chat about what spiritual direction looks like, what you would like it to look like for you or what you feel like you're missing. Um, And also, if you're a spiritual director yourself, get in touch with me. I'd love to chat. Thanks for listening to The Ripening. The voice you hear is Karen Hibner. I'm a spiritual director under Fodder, F-O-D-R, a mental and spiritual wellness brand located in Denver, Colorado. Interested in spiritual direction, counseling, or more of our content? Check out Fodder, F-O-D-R, online.com and follow us on Instagram at F-O-D-R online.